Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are two wild and crazy guys. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday to you. May 7th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Friday morning. Roush, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing swell. Doing swell. Uh, We made it to Friday. We did it. We really did. It was a long week and a lot of ups, a lot of downs. But here we are, the weekend on the horizon. Always great to get through the week after Derby. It's always a little bit tougher, a little bit more of a grind, but mm-hmm. but we did it. Justin, Kalen, how are you doing this morning? Wow, that's wow. awesome. Yeah, great to that's, hear. I'm good as I'm good as well. Went and golfed yesterday. I was able to find a course that was off the cart path, so that was fun. Shot an 88. I'm feeling good oh, today. Oh, 88, nice. Feeling good. Good job, buddy. That's a nice round of golf. What does that mean, a course that's off the cart path? Yeah, I don't I don't really well, get, maybe you know he's he found a, a course where he could drive it. Go on, Justin. Sorry. Uh, Justin, I've yeah, never that's, that's met somebody I mean, that has such such trouble with the mute button. <laughs> I think he's just on Wait, delay. I don't, I don't understand. Is what's the problem? Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe you're right, Roush. Uh, <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah, Justin, why don't you hang up and you can reconnect and we'll, we'll get it figured out. But I think what he meant by off the cart path is it was wet and he didn't want to get a cart path only golf course experience. I, I was leaning that way as well, as that's, mm-hmm. that's what he meant. But I just hadn't heard that, that term of a terminology before but that that's fine at 88 is awesome that sounds like a heck of a round right and uh i went i was able to get nine in yesterday and uh, played all right myself i was not mad about how i played although this these allergy things you know i i told you exactly the playbook that it has where if i can get mucinex early enough i nip it in the bud but i was a day late and then guess what i was coughing up this morning Roush, nasty green stuff. So oh, no. it has, and it's taken hold in my body. Uh, I've been coughing a lot. I don't feel like terrible, terrible. You know, it's it's one of those sicknesses where it's like you almost feel like you you wish you felt a little worse, so then you just did nothing, and then would get better. But it's kind of that middle ground where you can kind of still go do stuff, but you feel pretty terrible when you do it. So, um, medicine, medicine's going to be my friend this weekend. Okay, uh, are we going to try to? do the antibiotics to knock out the sinus infection or are you going to power through it? Like, have you reached that point yet? Don't you have to go to the doctor to get antibiotics? Yeah. I mean, you could also, if you know a friend who's like, Hey, can you just call in a Z pack for me? Like that, you know, I'm not saying saying. that'd be great. Anybody have a friend that can call me in a Z pack. I don't know the lookout, how legal all this is, but you know, desperate times call. (laughs) Call for desperate measures, but Justin, we got you back and 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 all up to speed. That's right. Yep, I'm here. We're good to go. 
All right, oh, good deal. Whew. Yeah, we did it. If you shot an 88, Justin, probably means you hit some putts. I did hit some putts. I had seven pars, boys. 18 holes, I had seven pars. Nice. Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I was I was locked in, shot a 43 and then a 45. I was pretty happy. No, that's great. No, those are two consistent nines, and uh, that's that's good stuff. You you going over to old Bobby Cook, it's starting to pay dividends, so that's that's good to hear. We'll get all the boys out there for a round of golf here soon enough. Roush, it was officially official yesterday, something that we've talked about for a good bit. Now it's done. I'm in on the chin, and Coach O's back home. UK made it official yesterday. You know, Terry, there, there was a part of me that – Initially, I just wanted to it just it was like an exhale where you're like, okay, finally, it's happening. We're doing this. Uh, but if we're as as anticlimactic as it kind of felt with both those two and CJ Frederick this week, it really does finally feel like you can move forward into what's next. Because for a lot of this week. We, it was just, we we're in roster limbo. Like, what, what are they really going to be able to do if the coaches aren't official? And now that they're officially on board, you've got uh, the chin giving us a pep talk after a Pelotron rod, which uh, you could tell that he was pretty exhausted because he was searching for words and just said many, like a bajillion times. Um, and, and Coach O back in the bluegrass. And TJ, the reason why this is awesome is because you almost immediately started seeing some recruiting momentum. Even if it the two were not related, it felt like in one day, okay, things are going in UK's way now, by God. We're, we're doing this. No, it, it finally kind of feels like Kentucky is has picked itself back up off the ground. I... That, that's why, you know, I kind of remain calm throughout all this is in Kentucky, I guess, not is not in the woods yet where we're like, all right, let's get ready to rock and roll for next year's t season. And, and it's final four bust again, baby. We're back. Not really to that point just yet, because you still need to go get a few more players and, and maybe Tati Washington and you put the full court press on Jaden Hardy and all that good, clean fun, but it, it kind of feels like it's finally starting to get back in the right direction. And Roush, that's why in January and February and March, I just didn't see the point in acting like a child with the state of Kentucky basketball because it's revisionist history to say that Calipari's stubborn and won't make changes. He literally brought in two new assistants that go heading into this past season. Like right. he, he has made changes throughout his philosophy, the way he recruits, how wide of a net he casts. He, he does change it up. So that's why when everybody was just losing their freaking minds in March and February, I was thinking to myself, like, this isn't okay. This shouldn't happen again. But, folks, the person that we want to see us through this downturn is the person that kind of got us in this downturn. Calipari is going to make Kentucky competitive heading into every season. And this past year, he missed on point guards. There, obviously, it was pandemic. You know, there's a million different things you can go into. But even if you don't want to give him any excuses, look at what he's already done since the season ended. Patience was what everybody needed with this basketball program from the get-go. And I can't help but think that a lot of the people that freaked out, it was obviously premature. It Secondly, it wasn't really helpful or productive. And three... If you were to believe Kyle Tucker, it 
cost Kentucky Hunter Salas some of the freakouts. Now, I still think Kentucky will be fine. You're probably going to get Ty Ty Washington. You can get another transfer. You could maybe, you know, finally kind of feels like with this new staff, Roush, you have like a little bit of optimism that they may do something. They may do the unthinkable and bring Hardy in. Who knows? Dream big, right? Like it, the sky is the ceiling. But if you ever wanted Calipari gone, I can say it with 100% certainty, you're dingus. You are a complete and total dingus because guess what? Kentucky's two players away from being a consensus top five team next year. And does anybody have any doubt at all that they're going to get it? Calipari didn't like the 9-16 and 16 season. It really bothered him more than it probably bothered you. Right. But He's going to live it, with that. <laughs> but but in, what do you want him to do in February? Fire half his staff, kick players off the team? get commitments from players that were on other teams. There was nothing literally he could do until the season ended. And then unfortunately for Kentucky, UK season ended about a month earlier than several other teams. So you just had to kind of wait and you kind of had to be patient. And now that we have been, and here we are in the first week of May, we're feeling great. Kentucky basketball Roush has a little bit of its swagger back. Again, I still want a few more players and then I'm really going to be full go all all in on what's next heading into this season. But the fall, like you should be embarrassed if you were a super whiny fan over the last few months. And you know, we're not doing this to shame you, but learn from it. If Kentucky in a three year, let's you know, let's hope that Calipari stays, let's just say he stays for five years. Probably won't, but let's just say that he does. Let's say he stays another five years. If year three is a like a little bit of a disappointing season, he could still have another five years. He could have another 10 years if he wanted to. What he has done at Kentucky is not normal. And I think that he has set the bar so high for himself, Roush. People think that that's the normal bar. It's really not. Heading into each year, thinking you have a chance to win the championship is a luxury that very few programs in college basketball have. Very few. We're, we're talking about pretty much every year you go into it like in your team. That is unique of John Calipari. Don't get rid of that dude. Give him another lifetime contract if he wants it because he just brought in two of the best assistants in college basketball. One is as plugged in in the Chicago recruiting scene as you can possibly get, and then the other is Orlando Antigua, who we all remember the beginning of the Calipari era. He just did that. He pulled it from a team that just had its best season in at least 15 years. Yeah, yeah. Going back to 05. They were partying yeah. like it was 05 in Champagne. Yeah, and Cal just went and took their assistance like it was nothing. Mm -hmm. He brought in a 47% three-point shooter. Everybody was worried about shooting. He brings in Kellen Grady, who was a four-year, 17 points per game scorer in college basketball. He's doing the right things. You just had to be patient with it. And we need to be a little bit more patient, too, because theoretically this stuff could go into July. Mm -hmm. uh, could certainly go into June. But May 15th is the date a lot of people are looking at, Roush, because that's when Hardy and Ty Ty will commit on the same day. Yeah, I, I will say that, you know, I, I can't, like, you, we're, you're correct, Terry, but I will say I can't be too mad or upset with fans because it's very similar to what Cal said after, I, you know, I, all the losses were in together. But after one of them, he's like, what, what do I even do? You know, like, we reached our wits end. We didn't know how to handle being so like we, we 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 didn't know how to handle it we reacted uh rash but you know what like it's okay we're moving past it we're moving forward uh cal's got this and that's something that we we should have known all along but hey you know it, it happens we're we're emotional fans we love our cats and last year was unacceptable cal perry has responded accordingly and he did like i'm not gonna lie terry 
the Coach O stuff has been around for what two, three years? Like, and it, it's almost it was almost like the Brad Stevens of Indiana basketball, where if anything was slightly going wrong at all, you hey, uh, think uh, Cal can bring uh, Coach O back? And it it always seemed well, come on, does he need to bring Coach O back? Like, uh, it it always seemed like this kind of far fetched notion, but. Coach O not only had success elsewhere, Cal still made it happen. So uh, to do that right whenever you need a, a little bump in the offseason recruiting, it's going to take some time, yes. Um, but this it's timing's on the cat side right now, as you said, with, with a couple commitments coming down the pipe. And uh, most people believe that Mr. Washington will uh, end up choosing Kentucky here in a, that, uh, eight days. hey oh, that'd be swell. Justin, kind of building off what Roush said, there are some people that say, "Hey, was the overreact? Was there an overreaction this winter and and going into the spring?" Sure, but you can't blame those fans because maybe if people didn't lose their freaking minds, Calipari wouldn't have changed anything. Do you think that's true? Do you think you needed the freak out to kind of give a little nudge to Cal that, "Hey, what happened here ain't ain't okay. You got to do some things differently." I, I'm not sure about that, but I was sitting here thinking if Illinois has the season that they're expected to have going into that tournament as a one seed. Do you think both of those coaches leave? I, I yeah, think I think don't. so. You think oh, so? Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, because, like, they still had an amazing season and Calipari in UK had a terrible season. So if they end up winning, you know, two or three more tournament games, is that really making that huge of a difference? No. Like, Orlando Tigo has already won a championship with Kentucky. You're right. Maybe if he, if he went deep with Illinois, I, I just – I think ultimately – it was probably money, dude. And I know Illinois said they were going to match, but I doubt it. And uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't, I, they had an amazing season. I doubt that if they go a little deeper, that would have changed things. I, I think that's more of a head coach philosophy that, oh, I, you know, I can win here versus I can't win here. I don't think assistant coaches care as much about national championships as one, where can I go where I can get a position to be a head coach if they want that? Two, you know, mostly money. Because if you're an assistant coach you sh and you're a great recruiter, you should be able to recruit anywhere. And Orlando Antigua has shown that. You think anything it has anything to do with Brad Underwood? Now, that, now that's a that could be it. Now it could be that like what you said is totally right. That hey, if they had made a deeper run, that would have shown them that they can just run this college basketball country. They can continue to run the Big Ten, and we got a good thing going here. Let's all be patient. And then, Chin, you can go get a job somewhere, and Coach O, you'll go get a job somewhere, and everything's going to just be hunky-dory. Maybe, But maybe they said, you know what? While that's all true, you are miserable to work for. You're not fun. I'm going elsewhere. But that just seems – is there any behind-the-scenes story? And you're the Big Ten dude like that Underwood's a jerk. He kind of comes off as a jerk on the court. But then again, if people didn't know Calipari, they would just think that he is like a howler monkey or the way that he coaches mm -hmm. on the court. So, <laughs> I, so like, is there a notion, Justin, in the Big Ten? Because he kind of comes off as a jerk. But yeah. are there behind-the-scenes stories of that? Yeah, no, I haven't heard anything um, in passing. But I agree with you. I mean, he if looking at the guy, he kind of looks like a gargoyle. He just looks like one of those guys that's just grumpy all the time. I don't, I don't know that I would want to play for him, but, I mean, that's not anything behind the scenes. I haven't heard anything, but I, I do agree with you, TJ. Yeah, it's not it's it's not as obvious as Fran McCaffrey just being a jerk, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, the he, video the video Fran and Chin getting 
the two it was making the rounds yesterday did you see that y'all oh, loved it absolutely loved it i also loved going to the illinois message boards and just seeing what they were saying because there was a lot of thanks guys but get the hell out of here and my favorite was the one uh who said you know what i'm kind of honored that kentucky took our assistance it's like what you people oh this is great that's that's become a new thing of mine tj i was never a big message board guy but now uh, i like to be a a message border uh, behind enemy lines when things are going wrong especially at tennessee well tip of the cap to uh to justin roll and a caps illustrated during like football and basketball season but especially football he would do when kentucky would win like what are they saying on the opponent's team's message board and i guess he'd get like on the premium side because he's obviously a publisher at rivals and he would just post some of the comments and it really was just like an incredible read people lose their minds now that being said people could do that to us and we would look like complete buffoons and idiots and all that good stuff but yeah, no, it, it is it is fascinating seeing kind of meltdown mode, and that's that was the disappointing part about this season, is I knew it was a complete disaster, and I knew people were frustrated. I was frustrated too, but I just crossed my fingers so badly, like, all right, can we just take this one in stride and just realize it's a terrible pandemic season and just get through it, and then just you know restart and everything can be all right didn't happen that way but that's all right things are moving in the right direction people are starting to get happier and uh that's how it should be kentucky basketball should be a a a, a, a sense of pride for folks and it wasn't this past season but bring it back oh and chin calipari's doing what he needs to do and then now go make a splash and yesterday roush the hot topic on the old tweeter was can kentucky change Jaden hardy's mind can, is there anything they can do to change his mind? And uh, you got about eight days to do it. You got a new staff. You got a lot of momentum. Roush, can it be done? So, TJ, I've been treating this like the Isaiah Jackson situation where I haven't wanted to even entertain the thought because I don't want to get my hopes up too much only for them to be crushed. But, but... I'm I hate to put this much stonk into one tweet, but stonks can move rapidly. And I really think that Jalen Green saying if I would have played college basketball, I would have been the number one pick, no doubt. Love the G League, but come on. I think between that and seeing the Suggs, what is going like the money he's going to make from his shot in the NCAA tournament. I know that it was pro it was popular with COVID and everything happening this year because there was so much uncertainty. It was guaranteed money. And as much as Hardy's mind may have been made up, if I, I, I want to say I went from like a zero percent chance to a fifteen to twenty percent chance that his mind could be changed at the eleventh hour because of what's happened just over the last month. I'll say I'm at 30%. And oh, it's just blind. It's, com yeah. it's complete. It's complete butt slapper, blind optimism. But yes, if I'm Coach O and Chin and Jay and Cal, I'm I'm sending that Jalen Green tweet to Hardy on the hour every hour. It's like mm -hmm. weather updates yep. on the tens. You're getting yep. you're getting that tweet sent to you, and you know obviously that's not true. If Jalen Green went to college, he wouldn't have been the number one pick. But that's okay. You know, he he could have been 
could have been the second pick. You know, he, he, who knows how high he could have been. But it was a uh, – and, again, the exact tweet, Jalen Green, I think he was the number two player in the class. He went G League. But the tweet was, I know for a fact if I went to college, it would have been a different talk about who going number one. It's good, though. I love the G League. It prepared me ahead of a college move. I ain't going to stop working. But you're – but. Shouldn't the end of the day you want to be put in a position where you can be drafted the highest? And you just mm-hmm. admitted that you're in a position where you're not going to be drafted the highest. So, right. Hardy, what are you doing? And also, the G League just got a Mexico City team. I'm sure that that's not where like some of these players are going to play. But if I'm 18, 19 years old, I don't want to move to Mexico City. That place is ginormous. It's yeah. like yeah. it's one of the biggest cities in the world. And they no, also uh, just had like the the. <laughs> I can just imagine mother seeing that news story from earlier this week where they had that train car crash. Man, that was so sad. Gosh, that would just be absolutely terrifying. Yeah, and now like imagine sending your son to the G League. They're living in Mexico City and that news comes up. You know, like uh huh. <laughs> Man. Um and, and I th- I think the me- I don't think the 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 like 18-year-olds I still think they're going to go out to LA or something like that, but Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's still it's not going to play in a Cameron Indoor or Fog Allen or the Yum Center or Rupp Arena or Assembly Hall. Justin, calm down. Everybody, just calm down over calm, there. Calm down, Justin. Thank you. Thank you. I'll th- I'll th- I'll throw that in there. It ain't the same. And what I would be telling, what I'd be telling Hardy is that like you only you only get this life once. Now, maybe you want the money right now. Who are we to say you don't want five hundred thousand dollars? But you only get this experience once. You can only be the guy once. You go to the G League, you're going to be completely forgotten about for at least a little bit. Now, when draft comes back, Hardy's going to be a high draft pick, whether he goes college or whether or not. But folks have asked me, would you really rather have a freshman than Hardy over some of these sure things? You know, that's something that I've talked about. That I've yeah. said, you want the devil you know situation. Hardy's no, a complete yes. superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, yes, you get, t- <laughs> yes, you get Jaden Hardy. It, yes, come on, over some other great, no, Jaden Hardy. Jaden Hardy is going to be a superstar in the NBA. It's going to happen. No, he's a really, really, really good basketball player. So let's see. Let's see if, if O and Chin and Cal can work their magic. But if they were somehow able to pull that off, and again, all of us here don't think it's going to happen, but we, one, we don't really know, and two, stranger things have happened it's about time kentucky kind of won a surprise or got one that went in our favor that we weren't really anticipating so i'm uh i I, i'm i'm hopefully optimistic maybe that they can do something but that dude is an amazing basketball player and come march he could easily be the best player in the country You, you you do whatever you can to try to get that guy so let's see what they can do you got eight days you got a new staff and you you got the ball rolling. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We got to talk about some bad news. A couple bad news pieces oh, that no. I'm that I'm not thrilled about. It is a Friday, so we'll make a quick roush and we'll okay. get back. Thank uh, but you. keep keep the text coming in. 502-414-1450. It's a Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 961 FM. 14:50 AM. We will be back after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Everyone has called me Dwayne all day. I think Jim Halpert paid them to. With Walker and Roush. Yes. 
five bucks each, and it was totally worth it. Howdy, welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll. Sports Radio. Been watching a lot of Ted Lasso, Roush, so I've been a lot more, you know, talking talking a little Western Western cowboy-ish. Well, folksy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, great. He's, he's more Midwestern, I suppose. But Yeah, Wichita. Not even yeah. a state, though. Hey, Roush, we just watched this episode last night. Oklahoma. Honestly, it's been so long. Oh, yeah. you ruined it. Yeah, I don't. That was their safe word and their failing marriage where you had to tell the truth right then and there once the other partner said Oklahoma. Oh, so you're that was the sad episode you watched last night. Yeah, and that this is our like <laughs> this is, yeah, exactly. This is our like lighthearted go to bed early sort of deal. And uh or not go to bed early, but go to bed, you know, feeling good sort of deal. Yeah, and yeah, yeah la- last night's episode, we were like, <laughs> so do we put on another one or not? Yeah. Uh, we didn't have time to put on another one. So that was that's how we ended the evening. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's well. And that's the thing with any TV show. If it's going to be super uplifting, they've got to bring you down at some point. And that's the episode where they bring you down a little bit. But don't you worry, pal. They're going to bring you back up and. I actually like your strategy of watching because, um, like, you, you know, Trevor, he's got to binge. He's got to wait for, like, two or three seasons of something to come out. He can't just enjoy the fun. He has to watch it all in two days and then forget about it. I felt like I kind of did that with Ted Lasso. You're wisely getting to watch it with a new season just, like, a month away. Well, yeah, so we did talk about that. We were like, should we just wait till season two comes out or what What do you want to do? And we just said, let's just start it. Who cares? But if we had started this on maybe like a lazy Sunday, we may have benched through a lot of it. But since we started it on a weeknight, yeah, we're just basically doing an episode a day. But it's been great. Very uplifting show. And even that episode, I thought like, you know, it was kind of sad, but that's how you should treat people you love that mm-hmm. like you just do it respectfully and if it's not meant to be then you want the other people to be happy then that's how you got to handle it ted lasso great guy big fan oh yeah huge huge fan of mr lasso um yeah and you're right it is one of those where you just you just makes you feel happy real nice and chipper and yeah, really, uh it does. Ho- hopefully uh it, it's infectious because i think when you're around somebody like that it is so the more howdies the better off we all are I totally, totally agree. Text on into the show, 502-414-1450. We already briefly mentioned it, but we're going to get some nasty weather heading into Mother's Day. Why not book a tee time for mom at the virtual golf course at Bobby Cook Golf Academy? You can get the family that are golfers there. You can play. Uh, It's not going to be – I think we're getting some severe weather, so it's certainly not going to be go out there and enjoy a pretty, pretty afternoon. The Bobby Cook Golf Academy, you can play rounds of golf all over the world. You can hit the virtual driving range, and it's BYOB even on a Sunday. So check out bobbycookgolfacademy.com, 812-913-4415, 812-913-4415. All right, Rush, we got more good news to talk about down the road a little bit, but let's get let's do the, the episode, I think, four or five of Ted Lasso, the sad one. Let's do that now because Nick Lewis leaving the program. I'm not happy about it. Oh, you're, you're... TJ, here's the thing with Nick Lewis. Uh, when he first got to Kentucky – he was the largest human I've ever seen in my life. Uh, t- t- Jeff Drummond lovingly referred to him as Thanos, uh, and he was just a monster. But you always thought, well, there's no way this guy could actually make the field, right? Well, 
last year he actually did when they came back over the summer they talked about how a lot of guys use the pandemic to buckle down lose a bunch of weight and he did that he got serious about his weight now i still think it was going to be tough because as they say he was more of a uh waist bender or a back bender than a knee bender um so getting low like i I always wondered if he would if he would have the stuff to do it uh, at the SEC level. Uh, he got he did some he had some playing time last year, but instead he's going to take his talents elsewhere. When you're bringing in some talented tackles, you got guys like Jeremy Flax in there. Monsieur Watkins is coming back. I can understand why. So I do wish him the best of luck because I think if he goes to you know one of those kind of Florida directional schools like a lot of other guys have. Uh, he could just be an absolute monster at that level, like Conference USA, uh, American, et cetera, et cetera. But depth, Roush, depth. depth. Yeah, okay. We, we, we need it. We just lost another one. Yeah, but can we, can we, can we be honest for a second? I want, I, I want you to be honest every second. Okay. Uh, he was recruited to get Mac Jones to Kentucky. They went to the same school. Like, that was... That was the the goal in mind. That was the big recruiting pitch. Uh, he was, you know, recruiting Walker Wood to try to get Jed Wills. Like, so, you know, didn't work, but it was a nice try. He was a positive piece on the team, but didn't really do much. So, um, it stinks that he's leaving, but I, I understand why he's leaving. Hmm. Okay. All right. You're making me feel a little bit better about it. Just... They also really like the Wallabaugh kid. And I think, especially in the change in scheme, I don't know if he was mobile enough to move in, in the outside zone stuff. I don't, I don't think he's mobile enough to reach block. Let's, let's be frank. Hey, Deidre. What do you think is the biggest transfer loss in the Calipari era? It's got to be Bidette, right? That one yeah. stunk. Yes. Yeah, Stoops era. Um, but yes, yeah, I would sorry. definitely say. Oh. Jeff Bidette, because that that was so the offense that he left. Luckett is good at rattling off these numbers; he's got to memorize. But that offense averaged it was the best yards per play offense they had under Grand. And if you bring him and Boom back the following year, like that could have been a ton of fun because they actually got the defense rolling halfway through the season. Stoops took over for DJ Elliott the following year. He's got Matt house in there. That defense is rocking and rolling. They aren't where they were in 18, but they were getting there. If you have those two guys that, 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 that season changes dramatically. Yeah, no, it, 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 I, that, that's the easy answer. And, uh, Let's let's move on. Nick Lewis is doing just that, but there will be good news today, Roush. There's going to be a football commitment uh, in the next few hours. Yeah, yeah, coming up right around the corner, uh, so to speak. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, if Alex Safari does commit to Kentucky, uh, according to rivals, he would help the class jump up to seventh in the country. Uh, Last I checked, that's pretty darn good, Terry. And Confirm. the thing about the, the Safari kid is kind of a weird recruitment. I think he like he's kept a low profile. He didn't do a whole lot, but he's a really big, really big defensive back. I think he's like six three, six four. He's kind of a throwback to early stoops where they just got a ton of big guys um, to cut like your Westries and your Beatties to come in and play cornerback. Um, 
But when you look at his offer sheet, there isn't a whole lot out there, but Rivals does have him ranked as a four-star. So I think there's a lot to like about this kid if he does end up picking Kentucky. Yeah, he's not like his all I do is I watch the highlight tapes or the huddle as they call it on the people's profile his tape and his offer sheet it doesn't scream four star to me but people that know a lot more about football and football recruiting are the ones giving him that ranking not me and you're right at the end of the day who care you know you you Cal, or if I call him Cal one more time, I'm just going to hop off for the rest of the day. But <laughs> Stoops loves a, he, he loves a little length in his secondary. It doesn't really matter at what position. If the person has length, that's just an added bonus, and he's going to want that person to be able to – basically, it's like, you know what, I will do this. It's like Calipari just bringing somebody who doesn't really have, like, one great thing that he can do but just does a little bit of everything, and you know if it all clicks for him, it's going to be a special player. You can't really teach Afari's size, especially at the right. position that he's playing. So if it clicks for him, say maybe a redshirt sophomore or a junior year, then it, it could be a, a totally special player. And the thing I like about it, when he commits and Kentucky is going to move up to seventh, it's not one of those situations like when Kentucky got the number one ranking, that one-time Roush, which was kind of a little bit of a publicity stunt, which I actually think was really smart. Yeah, they yeah, basically they just, just got a bunch of recruits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and they, just, they just wanted to have those now, right? <laughs> and they and and they got those screen grabs of you know of Kentucky looking like they're number one. But the difference with that was it was like number two had like four fewer commits or something like that. Like it was very clear that the ranking was just kind of numbers driven instead of a quality driven. If Kentucky gets a commitment, there's going to be. Every team ranked ahead of them will still have more commitments than they will, except for one, with the exception of one team. So it's in Kentucky star rating will be right around, you know, the same spot. It's it's a it's a good position with the star rating as well, if you do the averages. So it's there's almost like a little more meat to Kentucky being higher in the rankings this time than say, you know, Roush seven years ago, whenever that was. Right, right, right. Much much different circumstances. And I think if you uh, – two two more things on Afari. One, uh, they've talked a lot about this medium position, the Vito Tisdale position, if you will, that's kind of a safety linebacker, et cetera, where you're playing up in the box. Um, it's, it's what Wesley Woodyard probably would have ended up playing if he was coming up in this day and age where you're in space a little bit more. Kind of the, the tweener, if you will. Uh, so he, he could fit that role – Perfectly. Two, he's cousins with Big George. Lakota West uh, is a big-time high school up in Cincinnati. You drive by it on, I think it's West. It's either West or East. And I'm pretty sure it's Lakota West is the school you drive by on I-75. It's enormous. They produce a ton of players. Uh, remember Michael Horton? He was a Lakota West guy. But uh, good to keep that thing going. And I think, thirdly, uh, Kentucky's got a lot of, like, they've recruited defensive back well. And, in this class, particular you, Jeremiah Caldwell, um, you know, I th is the first name. He's a four, the four star guy from Michigan. Um, I, I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, but I think he would be the third or fourth uh, DB. It's because of how well they've done in that uh, draft, and it's also like you can afford to have guys that are a little bit more developmental, like Afari, if you've got some ready to go guys like Caldwell uh, already committed. 
Justin, where do you think Indiana's currently ranked in the team rankings? Hmm. Oh, that's a good guess. Ooh, uh, for 21, 21 or 22? 22. Whatever, the, the upcoming 20, year, it's 22. 22. 22. Uh, on account of we... On account of we have one commit, probably not very good. Two no, commits, two. and no, you're ranked two guys. Yeah, we have two. Yes. Yep. You have two guys. You're ranked fifty. It's probably pretty high. It, Both of those guys are good. Is he just not listening around? He's just on delay again. He got off. He oh. got on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is fiftieth, and actually a better star rating than Kentucky. Oh wow! Uh, but that. That will probably change with Kentucky adding another four-star. Right now, uh, IU star rating to 3.5, so I guess that means they've got one four-star and one three-star. So, yeah, uh, you got to take that with a grain of start. salt. And then UofL comes in at number 62, just a spot ahead of Tulane. Oh, so, wow. The Green Wave, they were uh, they were once upon a time something. Like, they were in the SEC, right? Like, 50 years pe- ago? People for. People forget that. They certainly were. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll uh, maybe start getting into the text line a little bit. We got a lot more news to talk about. Good news for UK. The Batcats with a big, big, big time win yesterday. And unfortunately, UK soccer season comes to a close in a really tight match in the Sweet 16. We'll come back. We'll talk about those things. We'll get to your text. 502-414-1450. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Gale. Kentucky Roll Call. Come out, Virginia. Don't let me wait. The Catholic girls start much too late. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Gorgeous start to your Friday morning. We appreciate you starting your weekend technically mm-hmm. with us. Nobody works hard on a Friday, right, Roush? Well, you know. Speak for yourself. Yeah, so nobody is, nobody works hard on a Friday. It is it is going to be nice today. Should be nice tomorrow as well. Uh, if y'all don't have any plans, my wife is going to be at the Beachmont Festival of Flowers. If you want to come uh, hang out at an art festival in the morning, should be should be a pleasant Saturday morning. Are you going to be there? Yeah. What are you What are you going to be selling? She uh she makes those uh, jockey silks and a bunch of other stuff. She's carved out little uh. Little horses, uh, you know, uh, there's UKs, there's UFLs, or cardinal bird heads, all sorts of different stuff. Uh, wow. But it's, it's like wood carving things that you can hang up on your door, on your wall, uh, man cave, whatever it may be. Well, that, that sounds nice. Uh, I'm sure that'll be fun. It's going to be a little chilly tomorrow morning, but it should be sunny, should be nice warm up in the afternoon before some of the bad weather gets in there. So hope it goes well and you guys make off like bandits. I'm just excited. Like typically, I'm working, but I'm gonna be her. I'm not only am I gonna be there to help sell things. Duke will be there, and like, how do you say no to that face? You know, I no, mean, you can't. It's, you it's, can't. It's really you're you're just a sucker for it. So, but yeah, if y'all want to check it out off Southern Parkway, come see us. Uh, it, the one thing that might cramp my style though is we're having a media opportunity to meet the two new men's basketball coaches at 
11 a.m. on a Saturday. Oh, really? They might as well have just said, you know what? Let's just do it 11 on Sunday while all of you are at church so nobody can talk to them. We want as few people to hear from these guys as possible. So are they doing virtual or is it like in Lexington? It's Zooming, yeah. Well, at least it's Zooming. Don't they already know Orlando? Yeah, but it's just like, really, you couldn't do this, I don't know, the day of, the day after. You wait till the weekend. I, I don't know. Well, Justin, it, things have changed. A lot of time has passed. We got to see what Orlando's been up to. Yeah. What what what's the situation? I just I don't I don't know that I like the phrasing uh, meet and greet because you've already met him. Well, it's an introductory press conference. Fair well, enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Justin, I know this may be crazy to you, but maybe in the last seven years, there's new media members in Lexington. <laughs> hey, that's something I didn't think about. There's always there's always the possibility for that. We were That's joking true. that like, hey Jack, how old were you when Orlando Antigua was at Kentucky? Eighteen. <laughs> th- well, when he first got there, he was in like seventh grade or sixth grade, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So like, imagine like, let's just say I'm not saying this is will be the case, but like, imagine <laughs> rewinding. Yeah, Orlando Antigua is giving scoop to twelve year old <laughs> kid. That's true. That's 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 the funny thing about time is it just keeps on churning and burning. No, I reached, not for us though. We're I, we're not getting older. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I reached out to UK just to say like, hey, if you all let any of the new assistants go on radio, just keep us in mind. And got a nice email back saying, yeah, of course we will. But at first, we got to figure out when we're even going to do the introductory press conference. Uh, so I guess they settled on a Saturday, Roush, because that's yeah. news to me. But uh, yeah, oh I boy, I still. It's such a UK basketball thing. Like UK football, they have their coach out ready to roll the day they announce it because they want to really hype him up and have him be the talk of the day. UK basketball, it's like, well, you know, just whenever. Let's just get it over. Yeah, let's just get it over with. We'll do it when it's most convenient for us. We're not going to try to make it as big of a deal as possible. We're going to – I'm not saying you're limiting access, but, like, come on. You kind of are. Yeah. No, I mean, well, I don't I know mean, if that's sa- the right word for it. But, but like a Saturday at 11 a.m. is just as the silliest time to do any sort of news thing. But you you could dominate a new you, – you could have a Coach O press conference on Monday and then Chin on Tuesday yes, and then yes. just be in the news cycle for, for two days yes. where people are talking and slobbering and giddy and all that. Instead, you're going to do both on the same day, but they on just don't Saturday. care. They, yeah, they, no, they don't they, care. They don't feel like they, they just don't feel like they need the media. Which I disagree with. Like, I think you always need to kind of play nice with the media, but uh, it is what it is. It's, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to get one or both of them on the show and, uh, and we'll be able to talk to them then. I look at it as there's nothing really going on tomorrow. So that's giving you news on a Saturday, whereas you wouldn't normally have news on a day like tomorrow. Well, yeah, uh, but nobody cares about a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, nobody cares at all. Like, if you look at the site numbers, um, like it, it takes games for people to check the site. If not, nobody cares on Saturdays. They care more on Sundays because they're not doing anything. People have things to do on Saturday. And also, uh, uh, Jack and Zach, they're going to the Iverson Classic. They have plenty to do, and now they're going to be doing this as well. Like, Yikes. Um, yeah, yeah. But that, that should be fun, though, an, an, an all-star event. That doesn't happen very often. Hey, in Memphis, too. I never got to go to Memphis for a recruiting event. That seems like a much cooler place than other, like Augusta, South Carolina. 
North Augusta, South Carolina. Yeah, well, Augusta. you know, you know, Augusta, Georgia has a Hooters. That that it does, and then that's it. That's it. <laughs> and then you got Jeff Goodman paying for coaches' meals at that Hooter. Ooh. That's what that's what's going on at that Hooters. Yep, yep. Uh, when you say coaches, you mean particularly Bill Self. Bill Self, yeah. Did I say coaches? My bad. Bill yeah, Self. Yeah. Andy Kennedy, yeah. but he just drinks alone. No, he's cool. Yeah, he, he's just he doesn't want to talk to the nerd media. Yeah, right. He just sits off by himself. And then All right, let's get a few texts. The rest in. of the media, like, you think you're cool enough to sit here? <laughs> Not cool enough for Andy Kennedy. That's the way it works. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Good morning, guys. Keith here. I had a similar betting the wrong horse as TJ having drinks at our derby party. And I asked my wife, which horse does she want? She said Baffert's horse. I went 50 to win on the seven. As the race goes on, I was screaming at the TV as seven lost by a head. And then they show Baffert celebrating with his horse, uh, the number eight. My wife was saying, I won, I won. I said, oh, well, I think I must have picked <laughs> Baffert's other horse. She never realized that Baffert only only had one horse and that I had messed up. Oh, wow, man. Keith, worked out in your favor. Yeah, but it would have worked out much better if you actually had the right horse and 50 to win on a 12 to 1 is a good win, you know? Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. a heck of a win. Well, and that's a good excuse because Baffert normally does have more than one horse in the dirt. That's, that's true. Good point, Justin. I think this is the first time Keith has ever told a story that didn't really go his way. Yeah. Although, although this kind of did go his way a little bit. You know, like he still got he got out of it, and that's all that matters. So good for you, Keith. Good for you. He's uh, and then he he texted he follows up and says, "I'm also headed to Vegas for the weekend. First class, of course. Second, TJ. Welcome to the team, Justin. It took me a while to accept Trevor's replacement, but I appreciate your comments." Nick, feel free oh, to thanks. invite me over for Southside Poker sometime. I also live down the road from Old Capital, and it's a great hidden gem of a course. Maybe the four of us can play it someday, Keith. So, Justin, my stepdad, who has played more golf, he's forgotten more golf than I've played. Uh, he raved about Old Capital yesterday as well. So he wants the big exports radio golf card. I'm going to have to get him one before they run out. I hope mm -hmm. I get like a little employee – not discount, I'll pay full price, but like maybe an employee, you get to cut the line and, and get you something uh, from a the big pass. exports. A fast pass, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, supposedly Old Capital Golf Club is beautiful and amazing. I've now heard that from Keith makes three, and it's really like only three people that I'd even know. It's some of the Hoosiers and my stepfather. But you can play Old Capital Golf Club. Supposedly it's beautiful. I'm going to have to get out there. Chariot Run, I know how nice that is. Elk Run, I know how nice that is. Valley View as well. I've never played Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana, but I've heard good things. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round, cart included. The 2021 Big Exports Radio Golf Card has a limited supply. So get yours today at BigExportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. That's 812-725-1457. 1457 and yeah my stepdad was like we actually played at old capital not too long ago how much is it and i was like well it equals out after you buy the card to about 25 dollars around he was like whoa that that's a, <laughs> he was like, that's a deal right there for itself so that'll be the same way at chariot run as well and then don't hold me to this but supposedly chariot run has like the little motorcycle golf cart things where you put the bag in the middle have you all seen the, those they're the robotic caddies yeah I, i've i've actually 
I've never seen one in action, uh, just like through the internet. Nah, you may be thinking of something different than I'm talking about. This is like a little motorcycle golf cart. Like you ride around the course and it's on a motorcycle. Is that the four is that the four seater ones? I know they had four seater ones for a while I've, there. Wow. I've never seen the four seater ones. Maybe I'm thinking of I'm talking about the solo ones. You put the the bag goes like in between your your legs and you ride it around. It doesn't go super fast, but it looks really, really fun. Uh, the club that I played out yesterday, they, they used to have some of those, but they got rid of them. Cause I think people were kind of unsure about them, but, uh, and then you, but what are you talking about? Roush, the, the, the caddy thing. Yeah. I, uh, just read the ads. I don't really know what they are. Like, well, the, you're, I think you're thinking of like the push carts, Nick, but they're electronic as opposed to you have to push them manually. Yeah, my mom has one of those. I think those things are so silly, but my stepdad was saying the technology's gotten a little bit of better. So it's, a, it's basically a push cart, but my mom, the ones that she has, she has like this little remote control where she just pushes a joystick and it kind of follows her around. But I would step- much rather yeah, just push saying- the clubs on a wheel. That feels much easier. That's what I said. But he was like, yeah. no, you, you, I swear, once you once you do it once, you realize that it's so much better. Maybe so. So that makes sense, the, the caddy thing that you're talking about. But he was saying there's now some that, like, you put something on your belt, and it basically just follows you from, like, a 10-feet distance or something like that. Which then I, I, I wanted to follow back up and, like, all right, so what happens if you try to, like, walk to it? Like would it just keep going further away from you? <laughs> but, but I'm sure. But I'm sure they have that figured out. Yeah, but. yeah, that because that would be a very bad glitch. <laughs> Some sort of deactivation feature, I'm sure. Hey, and by the way, Jeff Elk's also on that golf card or Elk Run, I guess it's called. That's where I played yesterday. It's also in phenomenal shape. Oh, okay. So that was the place you were able to get the cart off the course or whatever you Correct. said. Correct, off the path. Yeah, <laughs> I was worried about uh, there. That, so they were how wet it was. Yeah. Uh, I walked yesterday, and the there were some holes that were super wet, others that were fine. It's just uh, hopefully it dries out for people that are playing today or tomorrow, and then we're going to get dumped on again on Sunday. But, hey, that's what the Bobby Cook Golf Academy is for. You do that when you go inside. You play the Big X Sports Radio golf card when you go outside. And we're going to end hour one right here, and then we'll come back. For our number two, we've got plenty more to get to on today's show. Text on in, 502-414-1450. It's Friday, baby. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hour two. Keep the text coming. We're going to get to a lot of them. 502-414-1450. Roush, how do we feel about the old Batcats beating Florida yesterday? Are the Batcats back? Oh, that was a big one. And let me just, this season, uh, is Kentucky going to go to a Super Regional or the College World Series? No. 
but it has been better than I thought. So I was wrong about this season. I thought they'd be getting swept left and right. I still don't think it's like I still wish the program was in better shape. But, Roush, this season is kind of – and, you know, somebody like Derek Terry or Jeff Drummond would know more about the roster shakeouts than I. But this seems like it'd be a season where you'd say, all right, this wasn't great, but there was a lot to like. If we're returning a lot going into next year, boom, that could be a fun year. I don't know how, how that really sets up. I know TJ Collette's going to be gone. Um, I don't. I think the pitching should be pretty stable, but the pitching certainly isn't the strength of this team. But yesterday's game was the equivalent of the Friday game, with Sunday being Mother's Day. They moved everything up and some bad weather coming later in the weekend. But yesterday was the equivalent of a Friday game. Kentucky has done poorly on Fridays for the most mm-hmm. part. They get the win, and now you just need one more to get a huge series win over a top-five team. Right now they are strictly on the bubble. I think they're 500 in the SEC on the dot. I think they're 11-11. and 11. And you still have a big series against Vanderbilt. That one's going to be tough. But if you, you can build up some good grace, Roush, if you can get this series win against Florida, and then God forbid if you went ahead and got the sweep, then you're really putting yourself in a good spot. So a big win last night allows you kind of to continue to dream if you're UK baseball. You've absolutely got to get this series. you got to get one more win between today and tomorrow, and uh, that would go a long way. If you lose this series and then you lose the Vandy series, you're probably not getting in the NCAA tournament. But if you can get one win in these series and then maybe win a game in the SEC tournament or something, you could be you could be looking pretty good. But it looks like they're they're going to be on the bubble when it all comes down to it. But an absolute colossal win last night. So way to go back. Yeah, because I, I you know I, I I'm not going to confidently say it, but I'm going to confidently say it, David. Win this series, you're in the regionals, baby. Go Do on. it to it. Oh, famous last words. I also forgot about a home series against South Carolina. That's another good opportunity for Kentucky. So it goes Florida, South Carolina, and then they'll get to to Vanderbilt for that final series. So, hey, take care of business at home, Roush, and then you're definitely in. If you win two of your next three series, the Florida and South Carolina, and then you lose on the road to Vandy, you're, you're definitely in. So you are right about that. You're just saying take care of business against Florida, and the rest will work itself out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You better believe it, baby. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm all for that, but nice win for them. The soccer cats, they fall in a close one to wake forest last night in the sweet 16, got down two nothing, which is the, the most uncomfortable lead in soccer route. And then Kentucky scored, cut the lead in half, and then had a lot of chances late in that game to be able mm-hmm. to try to force overtime. Just couldn't find the back of the net. So that was a bummer, but this soccer program, maybe, one of the most underrated on UK's campus. It's 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 got a solid foundation, and they're kind of the class of Conference USA. People forget that UK soccer, men's soccer, they play in Conference USA. There's no SEC for men's soccer. They've kind of dominated that conference, which has a few good teams in it. It's not like the ACC or anything like that, right, but right, right. they've got a few good teams in it. So they've kind of become the the top of the class in that conference. And they've been a threat in the tournament. So I don't see that program going anywhere despite the season-ending loss last night. It was a good season, all things considered. The future remains bright for UK men's soccer. So if you're a soccer fan, you got a pretty good team on campus if you ever want to head on over to the Bell Complex, I think is what it's called, and check them out. I got the score right just for the wrong team. Ah, I'm sorry. You know, this 
this old noggin it can only see the future so much it did the same thing too at the racetrack yesterday where uh got beat at the wire and what would have been a big exact i let duke pick all the horses yesterday just held up the program and you know what he was very close often we were we were just we were throwing out favorites we were trying to beat him uh and he ah so he's he's well on his way he's gonna be a master handicapper in no time well it sounds like he's not on his way and he did horribly no 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 no. that's the thing though he's in he's in the right track he was just picking first and third a lot and second and third with long shots so you know that's 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 baby steps he's he's literally taking baby steps the pictures you had yesterday very cute so it looked like he had a blast Yes, he was the star of the paddock. He was just walking around, dancing. They, they play music when the horses aren't in there. And, oh, just hearing that guitar, he was jamming. Um, I actually did. Duke is so popular that people are like, oh, this is your baby? You must be that big dumb idiot from the radio show. I know you. And, TJ, I got some scoop yesterday. Some very important little, scoop. A little scoop-a-loop, huh? Yeah, yeah, this might be some of the greatest scoop uh, in the history of scoops, too. I should have led the show with this, actually. We're talking so much recruiting and everything. This is very important because our buddy Shay, he's 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 starting his marriage on the wrong foot. Nobody wears the pants in their relationship, but especially Shay, because Shay let his wife not only have a wedding on Derby Day, she forbid televisions from the reception on Kentucky Derby Day. Now, that's not what Shea said, though. Shea said that they were going to have, and I, I heard from another source that said the wedding was nice and it was fun and, and it was all good. I, well, I figured everything went smoothly. No, no, that is, Shea said that, but he did not, that was whenever he wasn't around the wife, but whenever she was around, he's like, huh, you think we're going to have horse racing on a television during a wedding reception? Buddy, you all are watching that on your phones and you're going to like it that way. How, how, how do we feel? I'm and and Shay, don't no need to get bent out of shape here. I'm just seeing what the boys think about this. How do we feel about the bride that is that is strictly no TVs? Because that's not. I've been to several weddings where the bride has been like, "We are not having a TV, not at my wedding. We're not going to be the wedding where we have a bunch of people in the corner of the of the reception hall watching a sports ball game." How do we feel about that person, Justin? I would say. And I don't often do this, but I would say the wife is in the right here. I mean, it's it's a special God, day. Justin, you're such you're, a you're, mom. Get the hell no, out of here, Justin. Guys, let me finish. Of let course, finish. Justin would say this. Right, go you, on. Sorry. You, sorry, asked, sorry, you sorry. asked me. I'm giving my opinion. The marriage happens supposedly one time in your life. That one day, you can devote all your attention to that special person. I, don't I mean, think now... Now, here's the thing. Should you be getting married on Derby? Hell no. Should you be getting married during the NCAA National Championship? Hell no. That's your problem for booking it on the wrong day. But I'm with the wife in this, that there shouldn't be a TV. The one-day bit, I, I don't know if my dad got the memo, or the one-time bit. <laughs> I see what you did there, Terry. See, here's the thing. Uh, I, the impetus for not having the televisions is – well, it's going to take people away from the dance floor. I want them mingling, blah, blah, blah. Every wedding I've ever been to, there's a corner of guys who just are anti, maybe not anti-social, but they're just going to stay away from the dance floor. Like, you won't catch them dead out there. That's not their scene. So the TV just gives them something to gravitate towards. The one time I was at a wedding where there was a ball game going on, 
it was NFL playoffs. I believe it was the Lamar Jackson when they, it was when Lamar lost to the Titans and the wedding was still the normal wedding, but you just had, you know, five or six guys that were standing at the bar and it just had a TV behind it. It was no big deal. Uh, and it, Everybody was happy. I don't. I don't see why it's such a big damn deal to take TVs away, especially if you're going to do it on a day as holy as the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I, I just. Uh, I, I'm a. I'm a people pleaser. I want folks to be happy. If you, if you're having a big event on a Derby, you got to assume people are going to want to be able to watch it. And yeah, there's phones and stuff and all that. But when Shay explained it, like, hey, this is going to be like a derby party with a wedding going on. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be country themed. It's going to be outdoors. It's not going to be not people aren't going to take themselves too seriously. I was like, that sounds awesome. That actually sounds like a nice little day to get married. Sure enough, it was a bunch of bogus, according to your inside source, Roush. Bunch of B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Shame, shame. I know your name. You do we want to know the names of the people on the text line? Uh, we don't need to, but we can certainly read the names, the things they're saying on the text line. Okay, that sounds good to me. What do we got? Well, next up, after Keith was just bragging all about how he's going to Vegas again, uh, we have one texture who says, Also, I actually asked for a Woodford at 7 a.m. Should I be concerned, or is it like my opinion? <laughs> that it's a requirement on a flight to Vegas. No, you're you're not wrong. Keith just really laying the brags down, but hey, do you do you, buddy? Enjoy Vegas this weekend. Man, first class Vegas having Woodford at 7 a.m. Win big so you can come back and pay for some golf. <laughs> he sent in a picture last night of uh Circa, Circa. Swim. Yeah, it looked it looked pretty amazing. Yeah, that that place is I saw I've I've seen pictures that they've shared on social media. And I just, I don't think you can even truly enjoy the scope of how big that is until you see it in person either. Cause it's just all pools and, and uh, like the, the, the lounge chairs and everything facing a giant wall of enormous televisions, like paradise. That's what it is. Oh yeah. Did you ever Justin or Roush? Did you ever do like a Vegas bachelor party? I've got one coming up, I believe in February. So I yeah. went, I did one five years ago. It was pretty fun. It, uh, it's a different animal. Uh, like, even if you don't anticipate it being a different animal, it's a different animal. Uh, there, there's just, there's so much debauchery in Vegas. There's just so much to get into. And, uh, it's an experience. I, I, I would not mind if I never went to another one. Um, but the one I did go to, it was enough for me. But it was a great time. I had fun. Yeah, it. I've actually been to Vegas twice. And if I don't go back for another 20 years, I'm going to be just fine. <laughs> it's a, Honest, it's a honestly, crazy place. I'd, yeah, I had such a stretch of go. So I went on that bachelor party. And then just a few months later is when we went for that UK-UNC game. And I, I proposed to Hannah there. And uh, no, I, I, I kind of agree with you. And New Orleans is in that same boat as well. I'll go if the Cats are playing, but and maybe, hey, maybe UK plays in the Las Vegas Bowl some year. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But I, I don't think I really have much of an interest to go there unless I'm going to a sporting event, if that makes that's, sense. That's disappointing because I was somewhat planning a New Orleans trip this summer. 
Oh, yeah. No, I could do New Orleans once a month for the rest of my life. Love that place. Oh, get out, out of town. I mean, I could do New Orleans. I don't think I can do Bourbon Street, New Orleans anymore. Well, no, no, that's, I, that's the thing. New Orleans is much more than Bourbon Street. It is. And, it and is. whenever I go, like, that's the, some of my friends, like, I did my bachelor party down there, and I just, like, left them. Like they, they were stuck on bourbon. Street. I'm like, <laughs> I got, I got to get out of here. Like this sucks, you know, like, cause it, it has, um, it has a very honky tonk Nashville kind of feel to it where it's like, this is all the same crap, different story. You gotta, you gotta spread your wings a little. And I, I like all the jazzy stuff down there. Really love the music. Really love the food. There's a, there's a lot to New Orleans. No, I, I food, you can't top it. I think it's the best food city in America and, um, it's high praise coming from me. Mm-hmm. but I, I just that's yeah, what you know just that see that's why tj we give you crap for your food takes but you enjoy good food it's just you're specific with your your sauces and whatnot that's all it is that's yeah. just all thank you yeah uh but gosh gator gator in new orleans i wonder if people that like are from that area they're like oh if you think gator is good in new orleans you need to go to baton rouge or maybe another you know right right city along the 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 gulf coast or something like that but Again, I could eat gator just exclusively in New Orleans and be a happy man. I like that with crawfish a little bit, too. I love crawfish as well. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, you just can't really go. I mean, anything. You, you can't go wrong. And then one time we went down there for the UK-UCLA basketball game, which was quite frankly one of the most depressing <laughs> UK games I've ever been to. You, so you were the one guy there. <laughs> Seriously. The arena was empty. They just let you sit basically wherever you wanted. So that aspect of it was kind of cool. It was a far cry from that 2012 SEC tournament and really you know, the 2012 Final Four, obviously, but you'd expect differently there. But there's just that CVS Sports Classic, UK playing ucla and uh it was it was terrible it was uk lost and there was like nobody cared and nobody was cheering and yeah that was my last kind of go at new orleans and i'd be all right not going back anytime soon but you're right the food's amazing and maybe if i get away from the bourbon street scene it'd be a good time a texter 502-414-1450 on the text line says if we get tie tie i just find it hard to believe we would get mints back and add car I'd assume all four of Ty Ty Carr, Mintz, and Grady would want to be starters. With that said, Mintz was supposed to come off the bench this past season, so I wonder if he's okay accepting that role again next season. I, I, I'm just not backing off my stance that Mintz is leaving and, and going pro, um, and that's okay. I think Kentucky can get maybe some people in that do that do things a little better that, for what this team needs. Now, that being said, if he surprises me and he comes back, that's a 40% three-point shooter on a team, Roush, that has a lot of great shooters. But if if Mince, if the team ended up being Mince and Ty Ty and they didn't add anybody else, I'd be all right with that. I still would just worry about who's going to be able to consistently get inside and get to the rim. And I know there's some people out there that think Ty Ty would be able to do that. No problem. Boom, TJ, you're an idiot. That's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy. I just can't like lock myself into it. Very well could be right. I just I can't lock myself into it. And you know how much I want somebody that can just be able to go get to the rim, Roush. Right, right. No, uh, I'm with you. Uh, I still, even though we don't have a final decision, still not even considering Mintz as a potential option. Like I've just I, I I've considered a foregone conclusion that he's not going to be back. That, that's just where my brain is. I made up my mind, kind of like I made up my mind with Hardy too. So it can change. But for the most part, I'm kind of ruling out Mintz or uh, return for him. Yeah, I just uh, became aware of Ty, Ty Washington's dad's tweets. Can we get out the bone saw? Oh, let's get out the bone saw. Okay, so he tweeted out 12 hours ago, so 8 o'clock last night, that, 
that nothing is set in stone. 40%, 40%, 20%. May 15th, 2021. What the hell does that mean? So it's clearly like, hey, just, you know, I, I hear there's, there's some rumblings maybe that Kentucky's leading. Just so you all know, nothing's set in stone. The 40%, 40%, 20%, though, is that like UK 40%, Arizona 40%, and G League 20% or something like that? Is that what that means? Uh, maybe. And then he followed it up. I guess somebody responded to him, but maybe that person deleted the tweet. I don't know. And he said, the Zona trip was Ty Ty attending a football game. Wasn't no visit. We sold, we sold on anything. My son's decision be strictly based on relationships with head coaches and style of play. At this point, he has a great relationship with Lloyd, Self, Calipari, but I'm glad you're a future reader. So <laughs> just kind of laying down some smack and uh, just letting people know it. Nothing's set in stone yet. Roush, to me, just one man's opinion, certainly doesn't mean much. This is kind of the, oh, crap, people kind of know where we're leaning. Let's uh, hey, we're wide open, guys. Just so you all know, this yeah. was kind of a let's put a let's let's put a little water on this uh, sizzling fire here. <laughs> the uh, the Ty Ty is going to be in Memphis for that Iverson Classic this weekend, so I'm interested if we're going to have to get out the bone saw for any of his comments over the weekend because I'm sure he's going to want to keep it uh, close to the vest. It, it very much seems that that's what they're doing is they don't want a lot of folks to know uh, where they're leaning, but it seems more and more the dominoes are falling that Tata Washington's going to be a cat. That's worth getting excited about as we talked about in hour one. So if you didn't hear, we talked about Hardy and Kentucky's chances with him. He's announcing on the same day. Does that mean anything? Ah, probably not, but if you didn't hear it, go back wherever you get your podcast, search Kentucky Roll Call, download, leave a review or a rating. Please, we uh, appreciate when you all do that stuff. And then remember, Kentucky Roll Call comes on just again right when we get off the air. And if you're ever looking for data of streaming options or how to stream the show, we, we just let us know. And we, we've got plenty mm -hmm. of ways that you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, I was going to go, I was gonna, I was gonna go news, to a break. Yes, yeah, so let's tease it because I was going to go to I was okay, going to go to okay. a do you want to tease it? Tease it. Tease it real good, Roush. Uh, we got some news with some UK recruiting targets that are underclassmen. That pretty exciting stuff. I think we'll that's, all agree. Well, that's the tease of a century. Britney Spears esque tease. There. Let's go to a break. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Roll X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Friday. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on Big X Sports Roll Radio, ninety-six one FM, fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Friday morning. Appreciate you spending it with us. Mother's Day right around the corner. If you waited this long to get a gift, shame on you, but you still have time to get to Genesis Diamonds to get your mom something amazing. This year's been hard on everybody. 
Go big at Genesis Diamonds for your Mother's Day gift. They're on Shelbyville Road next to Shelby, uh, next to Trader Joe's in the Shelbyville Road Plaza, and they'll take care of you at Genesis Diamonds. So check them out. Roush, uh, you had an all-star tease there to end the segment. I can't wait to hear where we're going next. Because we're, we're actually going to all-stars, all-state players, two Kentucky Wildcats, Wildcat recruits, I should say, were named first-team all-state this morning. By the Courier Journal, the sensational sophomores, Caleb Glenn from Mail, uh, who averaged 20.5 points per game, and Reed Shepard from North Laurel, who finished the season averaging 30 points a game. They were both named first team all state. Uh, some other names in there you might know Maker Barr from Ballard and Ben Johnson, the Mr. Basketball from Lexington Catholic. They were also first teamers, as well as Zion Harmon, who's been around for quite a while. So, uh, Congrats to those kids locally. Um, some of our guys, Ed DeSales and St. X got All-State honors. Seku Kala and Devin Perry were named second team All-State. And uh, from St. X, Aiden Mudd and Ben Varga were honorable mention nominees. So congrats to all of the All-State selections this morning from the Courier-Journal. I think hey, Ben I think Ben Varga was 7th Region Player of the Year. That's kind of weird. 7th Region Player of the Year wouldn't make the All-State team. Yeah, yeah, same thing where it's kind of weird where, like, I think Harmon only played, like, 10 games this year. He was hurt really? for a lot of it. But, yeah, yeah he, he he missed oh, oh, quite a bit of the season. But, you know, you're going to get the votes from down there. Um, so, uh, it happens. By the way, Mike Woodson coming for Reed Shepard, boys. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. well, coming before we get to Mike Woodson, I did want to just mention that we got to circle this kid's name and follow him next year. From Martin County – a 6'1 junior. He averaged 22.1 points per game. He was a third-team selection. It's Brady Dingus. What? Now, it's spelled differently than Dingus, but it's Dingus in my eyes. D-I-N-G-E-S-S. Any relation to our Hoosier friend? It's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're, Brady Dingus, we're going to be following Martin County basketball and cheering on Brady Dingus throughout the 2021-22 season. Uh, totally in, yeah. Where Where is Martin County? Is that's that in- uh, Inez in northeastern Kentucky. Um, that's where they had the real bad water issues a uh, year or two. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that I will, I will be a Dingus fan the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Not Hoosier Dingus, though. Damn right you will. Because the Hoosier Dingus, my my God, it's like clockwork. We're, you know what, TJ? We're getting to where summer radio's coming near, so we get somebody from Indiana talking about wanting to bring back the Indiana-Kentucky series. Who's doing that? Mike Woodson. Oh, he's, no. He's checking all of the boxes of new Indiana head all coach. Right. Hey, meet us in Louisville, coward. You know he will. Why, I mean, why can't we do the home-and-home? Oh my why, god! Why, we're why we're back why, to this because last time Kentucky went to IU, you all act like a bunch of twelve-year-olds doing coke. You were the number one team in the country. How you're Indiana. That? You're Indiana basketball. You have five national title banners hanging up. We over have five national title banners in the past. It, it's not you and I both know that it is not traditional Indiana anymore. Don't act like rabid dogs when you play a good team, and maybe good teams will come back to play against you all. Hey, no, I'm I'm okay with playing neutral sites, but I, I really like the thing that Crean brought up back in the day: home, home, neutral, neutral. I don't. That seems like the best thing to do to me. 
I, 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 I'm all, you know, I'm all right with that as well, Justin. Yeah, I, sure. like, I, I, I really am. I'm just not going to blame Calipari for not wanting to go back to Assembly Hall. Obviously, I don't care. You know, do, play wherever, play. You know, I, I'm, I just push back on the people that act like it has to happen. It, one, it doesn't, because look at how things have gone. You know, the basketball has continued, believe it or not. So I don't believe that it has to happen. And I don't care if they go back to assembly and they do rough. That's cool. But neutral site is how I think of UKIU. I just I, I think of that, Indianapolis in Louisville. Yeah, you play at the I, RCA I, Dome. They're split down the middle. Like you, first I used to week love, in December, second week in December. Yeah, yep. it was the CBS. They would even get out the little uh, telestrator and draw the line where the blue and the red was. It was great. Uh, so, I, oh gosh, I'm just it. I, I knew this was going to come back up, and all he said was Calipari and I have hinted at it. Woodson said, but it's like, what, what do you, what does that even mean? And when are you talking to John Calipari? I guess whenever uh, Kenny Payne was up there, but like, uh, it's just, it's silly. It's, it's that time of the year. Oh gosh. Dick Vitale is just going to, I can already, has he already started his tweet storms about it? Uh, oh, no. I'm sure that, it's probably that, coming. It will happen. Yeah. It's that's, a, that's, a, that's a summer ritual of college basketball. I mean, it is 100%. And uh, it's a little earlier in the season. It's like a blue. I know. Normally this is a June. You know? Yep. Yeah. DJ, I agree with you that the series doesn't have to happen, uh, but it is a it is a game that should be played every year. Okay, then play at a neutral side if you feel that way. Like Kentucky I, I mean, has yeah, their I standards. Mean, IU has their standards. I think Kentucky's like, hey, we don't really care, but it's IU that's always bringing it up. It's an IU coach that's always asked about it. It's an I, you know, and I get it. It's IU media that wants it badly, and it's always just an easy story, right? Because you're going to say something about it. You're not just going to say no comment, and then even say no comments a story in its own right. But it's just it's a cheap, lazy story. They'll play when they get it figured out, and honestly, it'll probably be after Calipari's gone. If we want to be frank, uh, I'll be frank. That, that's my hey, take. Hey, Roush, remember like uh, five minutes ago when Hoosier Dingus said they were going to get Reed Shepard at IU? <laughs> I didn't say we were going to get him. I said they were going after him. Hey, and for your all's information, Reed Shepard had a lot of really good things to say about Indiana. What do you think sure he did. say? Like they're a completely irrelevant program. They haven't gone to actually, a Final Four in 20 years. He, would, he actually he said Mike Woodson's an attractive head coach to young players. Oh. That's, a, that's a little weird. Yeah, I, mean, I, I thought Indiana coaches said that about other players. <laughs> Let's get back I've to the five zero. I'm just messing with you. You know, Reed Shepard, Kentucky hasn't has IU offered. I don't think they've offered, but they've definitely gauged interest. Yeah, it's weird. You know, the offer game. It, it's supposed to mean something, and blah blah blah. Some coaches hand them out all willy billy. Uh, Kentucky should offer Reed Shepard. He's good enough to play at UK. I know Cal wants it to be like a meaningful moment when he does offer, but, you know, go ahead and do it. I think it's time. The, the dude's good enough to play at UK. Is he good enough to be a star at UK? Uh, you know, he's young. We'll see. He's got plenty of developing to do. But at a minimum, you know, he could be a role player at Kentucky. And I'm not one that's like, you got to go get the Kentucky kids. But this is somebody that, is kind of a legacy recruit to some degree, and he's just a good player from the area. So go get him. I don't care if he would have been from Ohio. Uh, go, go get a play like Luke Kennard. You know, somebody that's going to be good enough to do it. Shepard is. He he is he is a nice basketball player. Does the right things. Um, let's get back to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Wait till you find out Billy Gates was hanging and banging with the ex on Epstein Island occasionally. Is that true? No, I mean, no. 
<laughs> pr- pr- uh, prove it. Texter says, do you all think deep down Joel Justice wanted to leave or was more pushed out? Eh, I have a feeling there was a like, hey, Joel, there's some good jobs out there. You should go check them out. I, I think well, the plan was, Joel, we're going to get you this head coaching job. You're ready for it. It's time. Let's make it happen. It didn't happen. And at that point, I think they were so sure that they were going to be able to find a place for him to start his career as head coach that it was kind of like, all right, we need to, we're going to make some changes. We're going to do some things differently. And I think Cal, with his connections, um, got him a nice landing spot. So I don't think Joel wanted to leave necessarily, but I think it was just kind of a change of pace time for everybody. Now he can go be an assistant, yeah. get recruits to Arizona, show that he's done it at several places now, and boom, go be a head coach. He'll be a head coach in the next three years. I'd almost guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so as well. Texture says, I'm just glad Tony Barbie is gone because let's be real, he was straight cheeks at recruiting. I know that was mainly Joel's job, but Tony Barbie really brought nothing to the table in recruiting, and these two additions finally give us back our drip. I will say with the exception, though, where we talked about how Usually recruits don't mention Barbie when talking. Nolan Hickman was the exception. He's just the second decommitment in the Calipari era. And his dad mentioned Barbie first and foremost. He mentioned Joel even as well. But Barbie was apparently the point man in Hickman's recruitment. So, um, you know, even if you want to consider him cheeks when it came to that, the one time that he was the guy, we you know, you lose him, the, the that kid, because of Barbie's departure. I think Kentucky will miss Joel more on the recruiting trail than Barbie, but you're right. And 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 then again, like we said, anybody around UK was like, Barbie's the best X and O mine. I just think kind of work ethic is the thing for Barbie. And uh, just waking up every day wanting to go out there like you were 22 or 23 or 24 when you were getting started. Although he probably started coaching a little bit later than that. But uh, it, hopefully I think he's a little hungrier and that Central Michigan's a good spot for him. But I think the Joel loss would be would hurt more. But when you're bringing in Shin and Orlando Antigua, it's not really a loss. So um, UK will be fine. They'll be all right. Yeah. And again, you know, it's it's Calipari's program. Have you guys already made plans to be at the Krogue when we play Georgia Southern in 2029? Thank goodness the university has given us the heads up because I was a bit worried about whether or not I'll be able to get eight tickets to get tickets eight years from now. Uh, actually, going to be at Duke's football game, so uh, going to have to miss that one, unfortunately. Well, I'll be there, and uh, <laughs> we won't have beer at the Krogue at that point yet. We'll probably still be about five years off, mm-hmm. and uh, we won't be able to bet on the games heading in because Damon Thayer will be in his 90th year running the state. And uh, But, no, I'm looking forward to the game, all things considered, besides that. I actually do think Mitch will be, like, director of something at the NCAA by then, whether it's college football playoff, in men's basketball chair. He's going to be doing something bigger by then. Um, what if the new AD just came in and was just like, we're every section is going to have a kegerator and (laughs) (laughs) just went, just went the exact opposite way. Who needs morals? (laughs) Exactly. What's a better feeling, a massive drive off the tee, a really good chip on the green or a 20 foot putt. That's plumbly bro may literally be the best text you've ever sent into the show. Yeah. And I, here's the thing for me, the rarest of them all is a good chip on the green, which uh, so that's probably the most satisfying, but the most satisfying feeling in golf is just chipping one in and, and making it. that that's, I mean, uh, that makes my he, day. he didn't say making it though. 
You're right, but I, I suck at chipping so badly. So uh, even 20-foot putt, though, I, I'll miss the putt on a good chip. 20-foot putt's the correct answer. No, it's actually the last. That's last in the rankings. Can you believe that? What? No. Yeah, no. Yeah, and, and this, is, this is not opinion-based. This is actually factual. So number one is a massive drive off the tee. Disagree. You want to talk about – you want to, Justin, shut up. Shut <laughs> up. I'm kidding, Justin. Uh, massive drive off the tee is like the most – masculating feeling you can have just to pipe one the sound of it to just be able to like twirl your club like your tiger and then pick up the tee while you still know that ball's going straight and then you're still able to pick it up after you do those things and see where it lands there is literally not a better feeling in golf than that i really don't think there is it feels so just and yeah you may still double bogey but like just the feeling of hey and you got three other people watching you and you can just kind of be like, you see what I just did, huh? That's a good one. That one feels so great. Second is chip, a good chip on the green. Because chipping's hard. You're just as likely to maybe hit it like two feet in front of you than you are to hit it two feet from the hole. So when you put it all together and you hit a good chip, then you know you just got a little tap-in putt. You don't have to worry about the putting. You're, you're good to rock and roll. The reason I put a 20-foot putt last, and I like to fancy myself an okay putter, not that, you know, I hit 20-footers. I'm more likely to miss a four-footer than I am to make a 20-footer. But I'm an okay putter. The issue about a 20-foot putt is you don't really even get to enjoy it. Like, it, it's over by the time you're able to celebrate it. Because you're tracking it, and you're like, all right, this looks good. I felt like I hit it right. But you just never know. Is it going to break an inch to the left and I'm going to miss? Am I going to be a ball turn short from it going in? You don't able, you're not able to really, like, thoroughly enjoy it until it happens. And then you're like, woo, that was amazing. But then it's over. Then the hole's over, and then you get to go back and probably, you know, hit one right off your toe on the drive on the next hole. So that's why I put 20-foot putt last because you don't really even get to enjoy it. That's my mm. thinking. I, I disagree wholeheartedly. I enjoy every single 20-foot putt I make. I'm not saying I don't enjoy them. You don't get to enjoy the moment. It's over. It's over. When you enjoy it, it's over because you're moving on to if, the next hole. If you're making that for that 20-foot putt for par, you enjoy that moment. And if you, you enjoy, don't enjoy sure. that moment, that's on you. Sure, well, but my whole point is you don't get the excitement of like being able to follow your it's like a it's like a 10 second excitement moment where if you hit a good drive, you probably get like three minutes of like, man, I just piped that one and now I get to go walk up to it and hell, maybe I'm gonna get a birdie this hole. A birdie's on the freaking table, baby. A 20-foot putt, maybe it's for double bogey, maybe it's for a single bogey, maybe it's for saving par, which is nice, but then it's like, all right, I'm happy, and then you're just moving on to the next hole. It's over. Mm, yeah. It's over. I just that's why I have it last. Well, the reason why I have it higher up is because that's what scores you. And in all the other instances, I'll probably find a way to mess it up. I couldn't tell you how many perfect drives I've had because I have the, that feeling more often. You're right. It does make you feel like the manliest of men, but I always find a way to suck right at like that's when I'm at my worst. I have a perfect drive, and then there's no way I'm getting on in the next shot. It's gonna be a terrible chip, and then I'm lucky to save for bogey. Like it it's just I, it's how I, it's how I go. I played number one basic at the course I played at. It was a par five, basically perfectly, like hit a good drive. My second shot wasn't great, but it's a par five, so I know I can make up for it on the third. And then like 180 yards out, just stuck it about like six feet from the pin. And then those are my least favorite putts. I, like I, There's a 65% chance I'm probably going to miss that putt. I made it in this instance. And I was just like, it all started with that drive. I'm not in this spot without that drive. Um, I'd also throw in, I know he said a good chip, but a good approach shot from like 120 out, if you can stick one of those close, that's also a lot of fun too. 
that just feels like you know what you're doing when in reality none of us have a clue you know no no you're right right when you stick one close it's like ha see i did it and it's like in reality i couldn't do that you give me 20 more balls i'm not doing that again but golf fun sport a lot of fun go to bobby cook golf academy and get the big exports radio golf card because they're it's a real hoot real hoot Texer what says, are the, what are your favorite non-turning moments of the Cal era? Off the top of my head, Fox crossing ball at Rupp, but we lost that game, Texer. The crowd reaction and Fox's reaction are awesome. The wall up and under against UNC, the loudest I've ever heard Rupp. Euless off the backboard to Lee at South Carolina after Cal got tossed. Honorable mention, Mulder body bagging the guy at the end of the Asbury game. That's a great one on Mulder that I'd forgotten about until you said that. Let me add a couple other ones just briefly. Uh, uh, John I- Wall in Bloomington yamming on A.J. Guyton. And this one, I think, is number – I mean, this is the, no, no, the number one one, and I can't believe you didn't add this one to it. But the Anthony Davis shot. That's a regular season non turn. Yeah, the the block on John Henson. Yeah, that's it. That that was that. That's probably number one. That was as cool as it gets. You didn't add Malik Monk against right. UNC in Vegas. Yeah. That yeah. was another great one. Uh, an underrated one that people forget about: Darius Miller just cramming on a St. John's dude one handed oop. That was awesome. Yeah, that, that um, was a pretty. That was like. That was during that fun year where it was like, all right, this is special. Like, we we know we got something. They just crushed St. John's, beat them by like 30. Ah, good stuff. A lot of good non-tournament memories in the Cal era. Humiliating UCLA. Half court. Oh, yeah. 15. That's one of my favorites, too. Um, underrated one, Kelvin Johnson's half court shot. Cause it, oh, yeah. Lost. But that was awesome. Oh, if, if Kentucky wins that game, we probably see that bad boy frequently. And mm-hmm. they should have won. I can't believe they lost that game. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. I was in Green Bay watching that one. Assuming we had Ty Ty, would love for the last piece to be a point guard who could also play as a two. Scotty would fit that mold perfectly. Would worry about Carr's tendency to chuck a bit. Yeah, so with the way the roster is kind of starting to shake out, I don't know if Carr's – I don't know if Carr is necessarily the absolute best fit. If you could – still get him you should get him but i i do like i i know people hate this but i really just the more and more i think about it like somebody like wheeler just seems like what this team needs i know people are gonna hate that i'd love scotty i'd love car i'd be fine with that but if you have cj frederick and you've got grady and you yeah got, you've got the shooters you've got the shooters just get somebody that's literally going to be able to make a defense collapse and then and then you got Damon Collins for an oop. You got Oscar Shibway for an oop. I don't care if Wheeler's the worst shooter in the history of the sport. He is such a good passer. He's such a leader at the point guard position. And I think it helped Tata. If Tata wants to go into attack mode, Wheeler won't care. He'll get him the ball to go into attack mode. So I'm growing more and more like Wheeler could be one of the better fits for this team. But you know what, Roush? They're going to get hardy, so who cares? <laughs> oh, that's the spirit. It really That's is. That's the spirit. Uh, Texture says, assuming we – wait, I already got that one. Sorry about that. Once Ty Ty is on board, I think it's likely we'll wait until June, July to potentially add the last piece. Best options will probably be the last to pull out of the draft. If it's not Wheeler, though, Wheeler was uh, – we can get out the bone saw for Wheeler's tweet yesterday because he did the eyeball emojis, I believe, and then said that he's dropping a Final Four today. Say so, what? So, yeah, we – um. We'll see. We it could could be him, could be him. Yeah, I uh, bet. I, I bet he like I, you know. I say this about most people. It's like I bet he doesn't end up at UK because that's just kind of playing the odds game. Kentucky can only probably add one of these grad transfers, assuming they're or not grad transfers, but transfers, assuming they're getting Ty Ty Washington. 
I don't know who it's going to be. You got a lot of good options. It's just Cal's got to figure out what the best fit is. I kind of agree with the texture. You can be patient with it. Let's see if there's a surprise dropping out of the draft that we haven't, you know, may, maybe it is Zegarowski or something like that. So yeah, it, it may it may pay to be patient as much as it's going to kill us. Yeah, I don't. Hey, we, we did good go, getting to this point, though. We yeah, can... we we'll, I mean, we got no other choice either. So, like, we'll make it. <laughs> we'll be all right. Oh, another texture says the Hardy stuff is a pipe dream, right? Probably a 98% chance he goes to G League. Oh, only 70, according to sports stalker Terry Walker. That's just my personal opinion. But no, I, I you know, I bet he goes G League. But Kentucky, do whatever you like. Seems like a lot of, you know, I'm not, I'm not advocating for cheating, but like, gosh, sir, certainly seems like a lot of these schools are doing it and not a lot's happening. Like, it, Georgia got Anthony Edwards and he came and went and like it was such a meaningless year of college basketball for Anthony Edwards at Georgia that the NCAA probably didn't even like care to look into anything if there was funny business going on. Just find a way to make it happen. That's what I think some fans miss that I think is a legitimate gripe is like back in the day, it just seemed like Cal would get things done one way or another. All right. This Hardy thing is like one of those situations where you don't know how it all shakes out, but but Cal seems to find a way to get his dude. That's what we would like. But then again, if you're telling a kid, hey, come play for free when you're passing up $550,000, that's a tough sell. So, but you know what? You got O and you got Chin and you got Jay. Go make it happen. Texter says, damn, TJ, just throwing out spoilers on the circle. Good thing uh, I binged that show as soon as they dropped episodes. And then another texter said, thanks for spoiling the circle for me, TJ. I issued a, an apology on Twitter saying I, I apologize. I really didn't think we had people that listened or that watched the circle. So my bad. I've, that it, that was kind of a douchey thing for me to do. I wasn't even thinking. I just went and I said it. And I and I personally apologized to those texters. And both of them were like, I don't really care that much. But that was a low-class grade move on my part. So sorry about that. Yeah, and they said it's all good. I thought she had a good chance of winning after the first episode. Pretty good show. It was a pretty good show. Yeah, Roush, we should be on it. You and I could be a contestant together, and we could make a profile for Trevor, and we could catfish people as Trevor, but it'd really be you and me. Mm. Sound, sound good? Works for me. <laughs> Somebody says, I was going to go back and watch the first season, and my roommates just blurted out, didn't Joey win the first season? Then had the audacity to ask me, have you seen the first season? I was like, well, I was going to. <laughs> to be fair, I don't even I watched the first season. I don't even remember who any of the people were. So these shows, these reality shows, same with Survivor for me, Roush, and like even the challenge to some degree. Like I, I can't remember who won the past seasons just because they all jumble up in my brain. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're doing a Survivor um season right now, and I I can't I can hardly differentiate the ones we watched a month ago. I I I'm the same way. That makes sense to me. A texter says uh, it's all. Oh, I may have skipped one. Uh, no, okay. Uh, it's all good. I thought she had a good chance. Blah blah blah. Chin and or Chin and Antigua are great, but all in all, but anyone else still buzzing from Chelsea's big win last night versus Real Madrid? No, just me. Cool. There, I said it. Was that to get into the Champions League, Justin, or the Champions League semis? I'm not sure. I I was not paying attention to that one. Uh, but. Pulisic, it was to get in the semis, I believe, Terry. Uh, and Pulisic had a goal in the game before and then an assist in the that game. So he's just on – he's in fuego right now. I'm a Bayern fan, and we got knocked out, so I haven't been paying attention. Oh, more of a Bundesliga kind of guy? Yes, sir. Go so on, his go. name is technically Pulisic. Pulisic. 
but he prefers it to be pronounced police sick. Oh, wow. Uh, not going to happen. <laughs> tough, tough tomatoes. Suck it, Pulisic. Yeah, he came I'm off just gonna, super sub. Yeah, I'm going to just always pronounce it differently or wrong or something. Because, like, it's, uh, of course, America has a star soccer player, and it's not a guy named, like, John Smith, you know? It's got to be some complicated-ass name just because that's that's soccer for you. Nah, hey, that's that's the way that it works. I hope J.D. Shelburne is satisfied with Cal's moves. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, after that texture sent that in, there's a little part of me that wanted to tweet JD and be like, hey, how, how, how are we feeling? Everything good? Have we calmed down a little bit? What was this thing? I hope Cal has a plan. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I hope Cal's got something planned out because I'm starting to get nervous or something like that. And then I also need to say this. Like, I really do love – I love the guy. I really do. I love Hot Take Torres. But he literally on Monday or Tuesday said that it's time for UK to panic. And then now he's talking about how Cal made the best move he's made in the air in the Cal era. How can it be time to panic? And then also in the same week, you make the best move you've made in 12 years at UK. What were they, what were they panicking over previously? It was when Hickman decommitted. He was like, it's officially time for Kentucky to panic. Oh, well, you know, this is, you got to have your take. You can't say it, you can't say it's time to panic. Everybody knew Chin and Orlando and Tigua were coming. Maybe he was just waiting for the ball to drop there, but it can't be time to panic. And then Cal did the best thing he's done in the same time. Well, you know, in the world. Gosh, apparently somebody doesn't know how it takes work, Terry. I thought you were hot take Terry, but apparently Torres has that crown, and you just don't know how the game of takes works. <sighs> Disappointed. Texter says, uh, so we all want Jaden Hardy, right? Am I crazy to say that since everyone else is cheating with no consequences, why don't we just do the same? I would not call you kind of what, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't want Kentucky to cheat, but I do want them to just get the best teams in college basketball. So do what you got to do. Uh, Texter says, GJ Villarino, kid who wanted to go to UK that went to Zaga. The player that I was trying to think of last that yesterday's show that I was like, Gonzaga's really improved their recruiting. They used to kind of take guys to Kentucky would say no to. Uh, it was Josh Perkins, the guy I was thinking of. Josh Perkins wanted to be at Kentucky so badly. And he was a nice player. He was four-star, I think like 40th, 30th in the rankings, maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe like back towards the 50s. But he was a great passer, just wasn't like super athletic. He was kind of, you know, Similar to like a Devin Askew, if we're being honest. But uh, no, I, I think he ended up having a nice little career at Gonzaga, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know really what happened to him. Hey, TJ, I got an offer accepted on a house, but it underappraised about 25K. Could you please fix it for me? Yeah, TJ, what? just go go f fix the numbers. 25 is a lot. That's a That's lot. That's a lot. It's not like, like, what do you think the range is where it's like, like is, is 5K enough to where they'll be like, well, you know, we can... There's enough wiggle room there. What do you think the max is? So the the deal is between like you know it it coming not meeting value probably up to like 10k, you would have the realtors or the banks or something be like wink, seriously. Wink, nudge, nudge. Well, yeah. like you can't you can't. What about this comparable or what about this? They'll send you a bunch. 25 is almost like well, we got to yeah. take a step back and figure out. But the thing is, market the, the the market's so hot right now. A lot of people are putting in contracts like. We don't care what the appraisal comes in at. We are paying this amount. The buyer will say that to the seller. We do not care what the appraisal says. Mm -hmm. Hey, bank, we don't care what the appraisal says. But but the thing is, They've unless you're paying it. Yeah, you've got to cover that, the difference and, in cash, right? Yeah. 
and, and it, exactly because i had a, a buddy who he just went to check out a house on river road and it was you know 30 above asking was like yeah. a low ball price you know <laughs> like yep it's crazy right now it's but, absolutely nuts but hey uh more houses are coming on the market because spring is sprung yeah. Oh, yeah so uh there should be a little bit more inventory out there for folks you guys should listen to Kevin Malone on foreplay as well. He's got he's got he's had a couple good interviews with the Barstool golf guys. I will. He's a big golfer, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's how he became buds with uh, Aaron Rodgers. So oh, nice. there you go. Uh I I I um I uh, I need to listen to his Spotify podcast because it's different than the office ladies one. I got kind of to be honest, I got kind of sick of that one because for every funny line, like they just they they broke it down too much. Every funny line, they're like Yes, it was scripted. It's like it's a scripted show. Of course, almost every just only mention if it was unscripted. Like you don't need to mention every funny line. Like, come on. Yeah, I uh I, I only listen when I'm like on a road trip to the office ladies. I just got too many other podcasts during the office day, like during when I'm in my office for the right. day. But apparently his is different and a little bit like more in like it, it's it takes a different approach. So I'm I that's on my to listen to, and I'm probably gonna save that for our next road trip. Yeah. Uh, my God, Nick, you've got the smallest ears and hands of anyone in the world who's over 6'2". He's actually 6'4". 6'6", six, six, buddy. Uh, I actually do have really small hands. It's a curse, and it's why it took me so long to dunk, because I could hardly palm a basketball. I can, but it's very difficult at times. You know what they say about small hands? Small gloves. Hey. Small Is it weird that these assistant hires make me excited because I think it means Cal will be here at least three more years minimum now? No way he makes these sweeping changes and improvements that he's not planning on reaping the benefits in the future. Or is that a reach? I think it's a little bit of a reach, but you could be onto something. I, I my my opinion is that Cal's just gonna do what he thinks is best for him and the program. And then in a year, if he just decides, hey, I'm done, then he's not going to feel too bad about it. These guys are getting paid a lot of money. So, like, he's not going to feel too guilty for his assistance if he has a change of heart somewhere down the road. But you could be onto something. You could totally be right. That's just my opinion versus yours. But uh, you, I hope I hope he's here for a long time. Uh, I, that is a good point, though. I, I hadn't thought of things that way. So I'm glad that texture brought it up. I think it's definitely worth mentioning and, and thinking about for the future. Uh, Texture says, TC from Lexington here. Don't do this po to me with this hearty talk, boys. Same thing. With, it's like Kyle Tucker tweeting about Isaiah Jackson. It's like, you know what? I don't want to think that, but I, I've got to think it. You know, I can't help myself. Probably probably a similar mold, as much as I hate to say it. But TC, good hearing from you, buddy. Uh, keep holding down the Ford in Lexington for us. My friend took a video of me absolutely drilling a midfield chip five feet from the hole, and I've watched it maybe a hundred times, quite possibly my best chip of all time. Such an unbelievable moment catching that action of play when I didn't even know he was videotaping. Yeah, I bet he, you didn't know he was videotaping. Oh, you know what's great? No, because if he knew, he would have chunked it. And my favorite part about this text, this dude is definitely like our age or older because I think he's it's saying a, videotaping. I bet it's probably a, a Plumlee bro. Yeah, Plumlee's are too young, though. I would think that videotaping would have been too uh, old for the Plumlee bros. I mean, they're not 12. Yeah, but hey, he also he also they, sent in a video of the chip if y'all care to check it out. I'll oh, check it out. Of course, five, he did. five five feet from the hole. What what the hell is that? Like five feet from the hole? Why are you chipping? No, no, he it finished five feet from the hole. Oh, I thought it went in. No, 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 no. He, I, I'm guessing he had like you know a 75 yard 
approach they got five feet from the hole or something. All right, you read a text. I'm going to watch this video, and I'll give my commentary. And judge him, yes, okay. please. You, you, Bo- you, you go ahead. Beast it's going to make noise. Here, TJ is talking about the advancement in golf cart technology and country clubs. That's why Roush seems more relatable. <laughs> oh, a texter says, if you plan the wedding on a big sports day, it's your own damn fault. Don't be a big dummy and be considerate of your friends. And that's correct. Like, this is... This is the, yeah, that like, that's the correct take. You should expect folks to want to watch the sports. Like you, you oh, my gosh. Be considerate. Be I'm going gonna, gonna to have to put this video on the Facebook page, I think. It, it, the, the Bigfoot video was more clear than what the hell's going on here. <laughs> this buddy is filming it from, I, I don't I don't know, maybe like the first edition cell phone that ever came out that had a camera on it. He's from the golf cart, so he's about like, 20 yards away from the Plumley bro. And then the Plumley bro is like, I don't know, at, at a minimum 20 yards from the green, but maybe even like 50 yards from the green. So you, you have no idea where the ball ends up. You can't see it. That confirms they're older. <laughs> it does. Uh, one texture says, don't let Larry Vaught see Jason Frake's timeline. What was on Jason Frake's timeline? He was just well, tweeting out all of the all-state selections, pictures of the boys and girls teams. Oh. Yeah, headshots. Oh. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of headshots. Yeah. Oh, okay, I got you, Texer. And also, Bullities be suck it, buddy. Roush's family owns a luxurious lake escape, and they have a horse racing empire. So you want to talk about relatable, bud. <laughs> Morning, guys. So it seems like spring weddings are out, and growing up, we never went to fall weddings. We're a no-go because of hunting season. In your opinion, what's the optimal time to have a wedding? Have it in the summer or April if you want to do it in April. Yeah. Uh, not like a derby, you know, but just not in the fall. And hell, at worst case, do like a win- winter weddings are nice. Just don't – and if you miss a regular season basketball game, it's not the so end well, of the world. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's just – there are like – it's not so much of what days can you do a wedding. It's more of like there's just a couple weekends you absolutely should not have a wedding. And really, in May, May's tough. You only have one weekend because you've got Derby, Mother's Day. Then there's a weekend you can have a wedding, and then it's Memorial Day. So, like, May, May's tough. So, I would say, yes, either April or uh, summer. And there you have it. There's your times to get married. Uh, also, don't do New Year's either because my friend, diehard UK fan, did not anticipate Kentucky going to the Citrus Bowl, and he made all of his friends miss that. So, suck it, Beef. Wow, suck it to whoever that person is. Yeah, suck it, Beef. Uh, Texter says, uh, shout out to my buddy's wife for having TV on for American Pharaoh, capturing the Triple Crown. Oh, that's great. We were standing on chairs getting hype, and it made their wedding even better. It did not take away anything from the day. Also, shout out to Roush for the big words. Impetus. Suck it, bro. Yeah, suck it, Roush. <laughs> Secondly, yeah, the American Pharaoh thing, like, you know, if you did it on a Belmont day, yeah, that's, yeah. that's acceptable. You're not right. anticipating that stuff. But you know what? It's they only took one care of race, they too. Had to do. Yeah, it's not like Derby Day where people will have all of the races. Belmont Day, you only care if somebody's going for the Triple Crown. I'm and actually, I bet they made that wedding lit, too. You, you remember the stretch of runs we had where, like, you know, horses were winning the Derby and Preakness but couldn't get over the hump in the Triple Crown? Oh, yeah. It was like every. It felt like every year. I was at a wedding where, like, the Triple Crown race went off during the actual church ceremony, and oh, the groom God. was a big horse racing fan, and his brother, like, had to give him the thumbs up or thumbs down. I forget what horse it was. Probably, like, uh, California Chrome. 
Yeah, maybe that was who it was. Or Nyquist. Yeah. It was one of the two. Those were recent two two winners, two and, winners. And like supposedly in like their wedding video, you can like see when his brother gives the thumbs down. <laughs> that he, that like, you know, I think he like throws his fist or he's like, ah, or something like that. Yeah. He's not happy about nice, it. But nice. yeah, uh, you get the triple crown stuff makes it a little tougher. We'll give a pass there. Yeah. John here, except for Derby, because you know when that is every single year and you know it's a big deal every single year. John here. Good morning to all. I hope the Batcats can get some big wins down the stretch. Thanks to the crew of K for keeping us up to date you guys do a good job and this is the best sports radio show going hey did you see jake paul and mayweather altercation at the fight hype for mayweather versus logan paul there were punches thrown i can't believe these two youtubers have taken over the fight world well have a great weekend got to go talk to you later he no you know what he did tj he did the austin powers he said i've got your hat i've got your hat so I, I think this he whole thing did that. That was great. I think this whole thing is staged. I think that boxing and MMA and rough and rowdy, I think they've seen wrestling be like, wait, this is fake, but people are just into it because they like storylines and they like the action with it. Well, this is real. What if we just did storylines and did action with it leading up to the fight and boom, we get more tickets sold. I think this whole thing was staged between Mayweather and Paul and the Pauls are such losers. Uh, this was just a marketing attempt to get more eyeballs on it. And the thing is, it's going to work like it's a genius idea because it's going to work. But I so they're actually fighting Jake Paul and Mayweather. Mayweather is going to literally kill him. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe literally if they yep. actually box. Yep. So is that happening? Yep. Yeah, that, in a month. In a month? Yep. Yeah, they're fighting at the beginning of June. What an idiot, Jake. I mean, he's going to get paid and it, it helps his brand. He's, he's just getting... He's getting his ass kicked for publicity. Yep. It's worth for a lot of money. Uh, good for him. People have done worse for publicity, I suppose. Which of these statements is more fictional? Isaiah Jackson returns for sophomore year or Jaden Hardy commits to Kentucky next Saturday? I don't think either of these happen, but can you imagine? I mean, good times. Hardy to Kentucky is much more likely than Jackson to back to UK, in my opinion. I would agree just because... Jackson's not going to... You're a first-rounder. You're, you're, you're yeah. getting... Right. The athletic came out with their thing. He was 21. I, you know, that the magic bar that Kyle Tucker has said is 20. If he's past 20, he may actually come back. If he's before 20, they can't say no to that. 21. Ooh. Yeah. He's got right, he's going right. pro, folks. Come on. Yeah. Uh Texter says Indiana is irrelevant. I'd rather do a series with Gonzaga. Indiana is worthless. Oh, yeah. Gonzaga would be a fun one. The thing about Gonzaga, though, teams were so scared to like give them a stage. But they're already, you know, they're already there. They made it, so you should throw them a bone. They're they're a good program. They get good teams. They have a good coach. Uh, they've done a hell of a lot more lately than IU has. When a homeless person approaches your car, are you the type of to just stare forward and act like you don't see them? Or are you the type to let them know, sorry, man? Oh, stare forward. Just completely stare ignore. forward. I'm heartless. Yep. Yeah, I think the series with Illinois would be more fun than Indiana. Uh, <laughs> After, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty lit. Go play in St. Louis or Indianapolis. Uh, Illinois fans would show up in a big way. Mm -hmm. That would be fun. Speaking of Damon Thayer, he's the first person to block me on Twitter, all because I sent him a Will Ferrell gif. What a weak little sissy. Wow, he hasn't blocked me, and I've been coming at him big time. Mm -hmm. I've actually uh, kind of respected him that he hasn't blocked me. Um, <laughs> I, I swear. like It'd be easy for him just to block me and be a total coward because he is. But he hasn't done that to me yet. But I guess maybe I need to hit him with a Will Ferrell GIF. What GIF was it? I'll do the same one. Oh, Let me know, Texer. 
send it in. I'm totally with TJ and good drive that goes straight down. Uh, that goes straight as a whistle right down the sweet spot is an unreal feeling. It's like hitting a straight bomb in baseball. The feeling Seriously. is incredible. It is. Yeah. It's the equivalent of hitting a home run, and I've never hit a home run, so I can't even imagine. <laughs> Uh, beating up on Kansas the week before or after that UCLA game, the Davis block to beat the Scar Heels at Rupp and Quade's goggles. The uh, the Kansas oh, Quade goggles are underrated when he got his eye scratched. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Uh, the beat the the beatdown of Kansas and Indy in the Champions Classic was a lot of fun too. That was yeah, a, one by uh, thirty. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, very good point, Texter. Uh, it was to get to the final, Chelsea versus Man City at the end of the month. Okay, so that was the semifinals. I thought maybe. This is to get in the semifinals. All right, well, that'll be a good time. Uh, go, mm-hmm. Chelsea. I'm all the way in on Pippen, his efficiency on unassisted shots and his assist rate, plus saying Kentucky is a stream school, perfect fit for what we would need, assuming Ty Ty is on board. Yeah, I'd love Pippen. He'd be that'd be amazing. I just I, – I, I don't know. My gut tells me, like, Pippen just is going to go pro or something. But I hope uh, if he wants to come to Kentucky, yeah, that would be a great option as well. Plenty – too big to fail, Roush. Too big to fail. Man, great show today, guys. We really are hitting this weekend running full speed. Cats are going to get another commitment. Let's go Bat-Cats. That's the football cats are going to get another commitment. Let's go Bat-Cats, get the win, get the sweep against Florida, and then we'll come back Monday. We'll have a happy Monday show, and everybody's going to have fun. Thanks for all the texts into the show. It was a fun week. We will see you all on Monday. Be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio.